I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Roll up, roll up. And welcome to the Humor Experiment Podcast. This is your host, Dottie May, and I'm back again with you this week. Oh, I'm so excited for another wonderful week with you. And even though it's not a whole week that I spend with you, hopefully this half an hour will be really special. Um, hope you've had a lot of laughter in your week and that you found some moments to laugh at yourself and at the people you love, because that's that's what they're there for, pretty much. <laughs> um I had another special uh, dotty morning this morning and I uh, went to catch the train, but I was pretty late. So I did what most of you have done and ran, ran to the train. Um, And I didn't really realize that I was being watched the whole time. So apparently like the conductor was like, apparently they sit in a room somewhere and watch people, (laughs) the train station, like that's what the security cameras are doing, I guess, which is good that they're monitoring what's going on. But yeah, today I was putting on a show and I didn't even know it. So I ran to the train and, and missed it. And then, and I, I just floored it. And there was a guy that was running before me that actually made it in time. And apparently the, the, um, the security guy, he was just sitting there watching me going, she's not going to make it. She's not going to make it. She's not going to make it. And then I pressed the button and then <laughs> just kept going. And he came down to visit me after. And I thought, gee, I'm so glad I cursed and threw my arms up in the air because it was a performance and I was just ready. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what it's all about. You should be ready at all times. Um, Stage ready, people. Bam. Um, Today we have another another special guest on our podcast. Please welcome Jackson McCubbin. Hello. (laughs) That is magnificent. (laughs) That was the soundboard that did everything that. And and I I don't think you guys at home can actually see how awesome this thing is in front of me. And I am obsessed with it. It's very cool. So you can touch any of those colors. You can't touch the orange because that's for the I love how it sounds like you're talking to a five-year-old when you say that as well. (laughs) Sorry, I work with children. No, 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 please. Please try one of Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Jackson McGovern. Oh, no. (laughs) No. You can do it again. The one, the only, the incredible actor, Jackson McGovern. We did that backwards. Really should come first. (laughs) One last time. One last time. I'll I'll remember. Jackson. Hang on, hang on, hang on. McGovern. Jackson Jackson McGovern. And then that one. <laughs> All right, that's all we're going to get done on this I, podcast. I know, it's a good life, really. <laughs> and it's not my roadcaster pro, but boy, am I enjoying it. Thanks, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, good to have you guys listening in. Um, I thought we'd get Jackson on the show pretty much because he's got a bunch of followers. <laughs> and he's also brilliant. Yeah. I've heard on the scene, but I haven't actually <laughs> – I wanted that to sound bad, but, like, it just didn't quite land in the funny way that I thought it was going to. I also um, said yep after you'd said the brilliant <laughs> thing, which <laughs> – was not when I intended the yet to come. It was more after the followers um, <laughs> saying that's sort of the level of my work. Really, that's all it is. Yeah, no, um, I wasn't really trying. Anyway, <laughs> failed, failed. It's good to fail, guys. It's what you do. Um, it's it's the cool thing. It's the cool gems. Um, you do have a bunch of followers, but also rightly so because you're obviously brilliant at your craft. I haven't had the like the opportunity to see your work, but tell us about what you've recently been doing this year. Uh, yeah, so uh, earlier the, the year started off, I did Death of a Salesman with Queensland Theatre, which was amazing. I love doing that. And then about a month ago now, I just wrapped up doing Reagan Kelly at Metro Arts, which was uh, a local play by a local playwright, brilliant playwright called Lewis Treston, his name is. Yeah. And yeah, a, a play set in Brisbane about Brisbane characters. And it was just an absolute blast doing it. Sometimes in the classic Metro Arts way in front of some small audiences, but it was just an absolute thrill and so some cool. audiences just leaving, having the best time and us having the best time on stage doing it as well. So oh. yeah, it's been a fun year so far. That is <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Um, and I saw, so, so how did you come about that project? How did that, how did that present itself? So the Reagan Kelly one, uh, the, the director I'd worked with, a local director, another local director called Tim Hill. Um, yeah. I'd worked with a couple of times on a few different shows and, uh, me and my roommate started a while ago just this this nerdy as fuck. Am I allowed to say fuck? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> I try not to, but I always <laughs> switch. Like, go to town. Definitely said it midway through the word. Yeah. So I hadn't actually got the whole Fire, way through. Can I? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, can I? Um, nerdy AF, I'll say, to yeah. try and keep the fuck count down. I just added to the F count by saying it. Um, awesome. Yeah, we, me and my roommate uh, do this r- super nerdy yeah, uh, play reading thing, or used to do it on a Tuesday night, yeah. and the idea was just to read a play and uh, maybe have a beer or two, invite some friends around, have a slow cooked meal that was usually terribly made by me or my roommate. Oh, nice! And, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, just read a play, and from that, there's actually been a few different projects that have sort of popped up, and that was one of the plays that we read. So wow. uh, we read that, and then. Tim had seen a previous production uh, in, at NIDA, so it had only been done in Sydney before, and thought, this is a perfect play to happen in Brisbane. So, yeah, uh, yeah so that sort of got that ball rolling, and Lewis had been keen for a long time to get it happening. And, yeah, so that sort of started that way. And, yeah, it was just a case of sort of messaging Tim on the regular saying, if you are looking for an actor to play this particular role, I'd be super keen, just yeah. saying, just saying. <laughs> yeah. And eventually that worked. So, yeah, oh, pester people and it, cool. it pays off apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's that's really cool. It's true though, like you want to be available, you know. Yeah, absolutely. If they don't know, how you can't expect them to read your mind, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, nah, it's a good strategy. Um, and so that was a comedy, yeah? Yeah, What, what genre? Is it, it was straight comedy uh sort of like yeah it's a straight play but um yeah. sort of this hyper realism almost okay sitcomish sort of nice. land that it's sat in um so yeah very relatable characters and uh yeah. yeah so yeah i guess realism in it's at its core but uh at the same time these hilarious one-liners that just 
we don't really come up with on the spot that often. Um, yeah. So kind of obviously scripted in some points, but right. not in like a naff sort of way, in a very okay. clever and, and deliberate sort of way. Like these nice. characters are, are sassy and, and biting and and that's what we love so much about them. So, so cool. Yeah, but it was so cool just to do a Brisbane play set in Brisbane because that doesn't happen that often, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Really and so is it is the play like set in, in modern day, like in – yeah, Today? well, almost. It was kind of. written in 2013 and, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lewis was keen to, and I think rightly so, to keep it set in that specific time. Okay. Uh, which sounds a little bit funny because we don't, on the surface, think of 2013 as a particularly different time. Yeah. But the more we thought about it during rehearsal, it was like, yeah, there's there's, there's actually a lot of change that's happened since wow. that time. Yeah. What did you notice? Like, can you give us some examples? In particular, things like... Uh, even just the technological advancements, um, yeah. which like, even what we can do now with our phones uh, yeah. has progressed even from then. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think we, um, I, I, I couldn't live without my phone. Like it's, it's absolutely everything to me. And maybe people were already doing that back then, but yeah. for me, it was definitely like, oh, I needed my phone. I needed a laptop. I needed a lot of other things to keep me functioning. Yeah. But now it's pretty much that. And which is kind of a really convenient thing, but it's also like a, oh shit, if I lose that, then <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, the f- yeah. The phone's kind of become like, I feel like it's a second mind. Yeah, yeah, which is I'd so agree with weird. that. Which is and it's yeah, creepy, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> like, there's no part of that. Ah! Oh I've got to press it. I'm so sorry. I've got to press it. Which one was that? What color? Blue. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love it. How good is it? Oh, I'm gonna inner be child. back here every week. Just, just sit, just set the inner child free. You're welcome. You can come back whenever you like. Honestly. Oh dear. Um. Cool. So, um, what's, so yeah, you talked a little bit about like the comedy being a lot of like one liners and things like that. Um, was it making fun of particular like topic or world issue in, in, in a way or. Yeah. Like really good question. I think the great thing and uh, like full disclosure, I'm not a comedian. I know I'm on a comedy podcast at the moment, but, um, I guess I can probably speak from it more from a a comedy and theatre perspective. and yeah, um, there's, there's so many crossovers, honestly. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. And to me, I think in theatre in particular, but also in comedy at large, I think what makes us laugh the most is is actually laughing at ourselves yeah. on some level. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of what was so great about doing that play, Reagan Kelly in particular, was – you were it's, me as an actor and people coming in watching as audiences were seeing people who really reflected a lot of their, their selves. Um, yeah. And also not just themselves, but um, making fun of um, certain people in their lives who they love. So it's making fun yeah. with love. Um, yes. But. Uh, so it wasn't like singling out stereotypes. It was more. Well, it these, did. But these traits that come it through. It did. But I think with singling out stereotypes, it's important to still do that with love. And Yeah, definitely. I, I think also like, um, like, for example, I played an overtly gay man in this, yeah. in this, in this particular play. Um, yeah. And so there were definitely, um, and I'm just, I'm sure there were people who came and saw the play who thought that stereotype went too far or maybe didn't go far enough. And, yeah, and yeah. that's the great thing as well. Yes. It's all subjective and it's yeah. up to people's opinions. But definitely, uh, I, I, I think um, as long as uh, I think we need to remember that 
as long as comedy's done from a, a point of view of of love, and it's it's very rarely from a place of malice. Yeah. Um, that we need to ex- we need to remember that it is yeah. we, we're having fun. We're yes. um, and that should never be an intentional attack or anything no, like that, which yeah. this definitely was. Uh, wasn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh it was gosh. fun. Ah, Freud's in the room. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just trying to catch you out. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm setting you up. Every for time failure. you do it, I'm going to press that button. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> whoopsie. What What do you find? What do you find funny personally? What makes you laugh? It could be, like, could be anything. I don't know. Yeah. Good question. I think initially, like I said, that that personal relatability. Like, I, I love the idea of laughing at myself and laughing yeah. at uh, people who are close to me and elements of their personalities. Yeah. Um, I think I'm slightly guilty of falling into sort of the schadenfreude school of um, humour as well. Like I, yeah. I, not in terms of like I, I don't find it funny if someone loses a loved one or find oh, it yeah, funny. Yeah, if, yeah, 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 um, but yeah. uh, like if it's something that is <laughs> – I used to have with a really good friend of mine from uni, we yeah. used to have a um, a war of minor inconveniences during uni and it would, it would involve things like uh, – if his pencil was at the bottom of this music stand that he was using to write stuff, I would move it to the other side of the bottom of the music stand because he was a left-hander and he would want it on the left-hand side. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing, which is completely ridiculous. But um, he came up with much better stuff than that that I can't quite remember at the moment. Yeah. But it was just this constant battle that we had, which was basically just finding humour in... Just to, like, try and make each other's lives more of a pain. <laughs> just slightly more <laughs> like of a pain, more though. Not too much of a pain. Like, I wasn't going <laughs> to slash his tyres or anything like that but I was I was definitely willing to push the envelope in yeah other sort of and I, I still do that with I think most of my friends um that's great and if they're listening I'm kind of sorry but not really sorry um, <laughs> I'm not no that shouldn't be so <laughs> <laughs> there's that thing of like I should yeah I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> yeah um so I, I absolutely find that funny but I think yeah I, I've, I still always go back to and it kind of ties in that yeah that personality relatability where um the things that I did find funny with that um yeah. were noticing little petty reactions that he would have and um and I just love watching people sort of cope with those how they respond to it yeah, like that's I, what's funny and I think all of us love that to a certain extent me yeah, maybe more than most not. but <laughs> there's definite merit all there all of us love that yeah that's really cool um did you like? Did I ask you? Oh yeah. Um, did you think of a story of something funny that you did as a kid? Something funny I did as a kid. Um, Was there I, a lot? I I don't know if I did anything funny. Ha ha. Um, I was. I definitely did the funny weird thing. Well, quite that's often. good because I find that fascinating. As it's so kid. revealing. Like, <laughs> oh, childhood stories are so revealing about people's personality. It's just yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, so get, share I, a story with us if you've got one. The Schadenfreude thing definitely comes from a perspective of I wasn't. I've got to be careful how I say this because okay. um, my mum might listen, and I don't want her to <laughs> want to think that I'm scarred by things. But I oh, think okay. I'm definitely, um, and I I love my mum, and I had a very lovely upbringing, and I'm not saying otherwise. But I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dottie that pressed that. Yeah, that was I not did. me that pressed that. I'm, mum. I'm a troublemaker. I love you, mum. Um, <laughs> but I was raised in. Uh, 
my mother gave my sister and I a, a thick skin. I'll just say that. Okay. Um, and she's definitely probably more so than me in the schadenfreude world. Um, yeah. I have memories of my, we had chickens growing up and um, I have vivid recollections more than once of my mum <laughs> smearing Vegemite in my mouth <laughs> and telling me that it was chicken poop. Um, and normally that would probably scar someone to the point that they never eat Vegemite again in their life. Um, I, maybe I really love the taste of Vegemite or I just love salt. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but I, I still love Vegemite, but that was like, that sort of thing was a, quite a regular occurrence. Um, and it wasn't. So she was feeding you chicken poop? Effectively. Yeah. Well, that's what she was telling that's me. That's what she was telling and you. And she's got this. Did you believe it? When I was four or five. Yeah, absolutely. No! <laughs> No, 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 no. It was a horrible experience. <laughs> but like it was always with kind of, I guess, kind of a smile I had on my face. I don't quite remember. Um, but like, yeah, I've still got a pre and post requisite all of this with the fact that mum was very loving and she, this wasn't an abusive thing or anything like that. Um, she, but it, there was definitely pleasure that her um, – her much more so than dad. Dad, not at all. He was, he's the loveliest, most gentle, kind man in the world. Um, <laughs> but, and he definitely evened her out in that respect. But, and I'm, I'm not saying this to say that my mum's a horrible person because she's completely the opposite. And I love my mum to the end of the world. But cool. um, there's, there's definitely that, that's, that's where I think I got a lot of aspects of my humour from, not from chicken poo in particular, but <laughs> that kind of upbringing, which was nothing was taken seriously in, yeah. in, in either my immediate family or extended family, it was it was always a really fun environment where yeah you you anything was able to be joked about and in some respects that's made me a little bit too liberal in, and I've had to learn to constrain myself yeah. a little bit just to not to because I don't want to offend and I don't want to yeah. hurt people's feelings like we sort of touched on before. I rem- that reminds me of a story. Um, my my mother said if I didn't get the hair out of my face, skin would grow over my eyes. <laughs> oh, Jesus! What the f? <laughs> I'm glad that our mothers what never met you. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> but but then- you know what? Motherhood is a thing. Does things to people. <laughs> I've heard it's tough. <laughs> I'd so be great. We probably at it. should let them. I'm going to be a brilliant mum. I'm sure of it. <laughs> going to be great. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I guess. But oh yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say in a really inarticulate way is that I think that that gave me a, a an ability not to take myself too seriously as yeah. well. And I think that's that's really important, <laughs> like especially as an actor and in, in any profession where yeah. you're sort of not in constant work, like you yeah. sort of need to be able to just sit back and say, oh, oh you got to be able to laugh at life. What's the big deal? Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm still doing what I like and I can still I'm hopefully pay my rent. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was childhood for me. Um, yeah, I was, I guess uh, another weird thing I guess I did was um, I, I was obsessed with sport growing up. Yeah. Um, and like I grew up in Bundaberg, which not sure if you're familiar with the theatre scene in Bundaberg. I drove through there. Yeah. Once. <laughs> I was really lucky because <laughs> there was an amazing theatre group going up and I, oh, I did drama as a kid. So amazing. I was lucky, but even despite all of that, it's, it's a classic regional town thing of it's sport. You play sport and that's it. 
So, yeah. um, what is that? Honestly? Yeah. Um, but at least I do a tap dance it. while you're holding <laughs> the ball. <laughs> so I was obsessed with sport though. It got me. Um, so I would always be in the backyard getting caught by, um, my dad most of the time commentating myself in all sorts of scenarios as a football player, like playing with Darren Lockyer or, um, or in the, in the living room in front of a mirror, practicing, uh, cricket shots and doing these what would now be culturally insensitive commentary voices <laughs> because I'm impersonating these West Indian legends who were coming oh. over or the, these Indian legends who were coming over to commentate. But like you said earlier, the intention wasn't of malice. Absolutely so it was not. totally Absolutely fine. Not. But I probably wouldn't do it in a public forum. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was definitely lots of um like Greg Chappell like got him yes impersonations it's all happening here at the mcg like that sort of thing <laughs> that was going on which was um kind of embarrassing every time i was caught by dad um but yeah that's like a weird thing that i guess i did yeah, as well yeah that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> is it though is it <laughs> no i think it is cool i think you were doing a great job at merging worlds but, and that's yeah, really I important we I need guess. more people to do that all the time <laughs> completely completely you know? <laughs> Like there's, yeah, I mean, there's such a sports culture in Australia and then I'm like, come on, theatre, come to the theatre, please. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be nice. What are people nice. doing? Maybe we need to, oh, maybe we just need to misdirect them and send them to the theatres and let them think that they're going to the stadium. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we need to force people in. I, I think that's a great idea. Like, I actually think that's brilliant. I just thought of that magic just around at Suncorp Stadium this round. Like you could totally do like an arena spectacular of Les Mis or something and I think that <laughs> would actually go off. in. <laughs> you have no choice. And call it immersive. To listen to these French people being miserable and for three hours. And it's just immersive because you've locked <laughs> exactly, them in. So it's like yeah. I just wanted you to feel like you're really stuck in the world. Completely. Make the footballers watch it as well. <laughs> I'm all for that. Like maybe we could tie in the sport aspect somehow. You are completely speaking my language. <laughs> like we could just have oh, one more day, one day more. Sorry, one more day. One. Just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for all those music theatre nerds out there that I just offended. One day more no, and then they could just day. be like throwing balls and catching them at the same time. <laughs> this is a whole other podcast. You can't. <laughs> You can't get me started on this because we'll be here for four hours. Someone will do it. This sounds like a great packet of mine. <laughs> oh, man. But seriously, I've, sometimes I think like people just need to be forced into things to realise they enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, and we're I mean, not forcing people into theatre enough. This is actually, <laughs> I, I can't believe I didn't think of this when you brought this up, but uh, <laughs> there was a hilarious play last year which yeah. won a bunch of awards and um, – it was like I think the best play that I saw last year in, in, in a long time even called The Longest yeah. Minute, which was yeah. um, it was a story about uh, an NRL grand final in 2015 between the Cowboys and the Broncos and it was one of the funniest pieces of theatre I've ever seen. Right. And I went on a matinee and this is completely what you're saying. Most of the audience, I think about – 50 to 60% of the audience would have been wearing a Cowboys jersey or a Broncos jersey or a South <laughs> jersey or something like that. And That's great. Th- I- I highly doubt that this was a group of people who were sold out, but highly doubt that it was a group of people that would gen like would would generally go goers. to the theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. That's such a brilliant way to get people that in. That is brilliant. Not quite forcing, but there's definitely a way to get people in. Yeah, and, yeah. And they watch something that's hilarious and they love it. And yeah. And they see more. Yeah, I guess just thinking thinking more laterally in terms of like how, how to engage the masses, hey, because – 
I mean, for years I feel like theatre, you know, um, the big theatre shows, mainstream theatre has been using, um, you know, like celebrities profile artists to help bring in the crowds, like, you know, bring in, get people off the couches from home that don't usually come to live theatre and actually go and see things. And and it's a great strategy, but like there's got to be so many more ways of of doing that as well. I'm going to have a brainstorm. It's brilliant. Because, I mean, do you – oh, what was I going to say? No, it's already left my head. It's fine. Do you want to play a game? Yeah, I love games. Let's do that. All right, we'll have a bit of music and we'll be back in a sec. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) We made it past the interstitial track. We are killing it, oh, I can see why you told me not to press we the orange buttons at will. <laughs> we are <laughs> killing it, yes. Um, so I, um, this was actually your idea because I got in this morning and I was like, Jackson, do you have a game? And you were like, I didn't prepare a game. You didn't I ask me. I have no idea what you're talking and about. I was like, yeah. Jackson, come on, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, I wasn't that much of a bitch. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but... Um, and then you thought of doing like the word at a time story, which yeah. I think is a great idea and let's super do fun. It. Should we do, should we pick a theme? Yeah, let's definitely pick a theme. Mm, what's the theme? And theme, by let's, I clearly theme. meant you. <laughs> I, I, I came up with the game, so. Bring yeah. something to the table, Dot. Peacocks. Peacocks. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll start. There. Once. Was. A. Riveting. Peacock. <laughs> That liked to eat sardines. Do we say full stop or do we just do I we think just it's implied. Like, okay, all right. So there once was a riveting peacock that liked to eat sardines. And you have to recite this back to me when we're done. I've just done the first sentence. This is easy. Um, <laughs> she was a non-binary peacock. Which meant she was... Too cool. Hang on, I've completely misinterpreted what non-binary non-binary means. Not too. I was going to say too sight. No, no, that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> let's start this <laughs> sentence again. Easy. We're doing terribly. All right, all right. <laughs> let's start again. <laughs> and I think it didn't make sense because we called her a she, and then I said she was non-binary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did I say the bi- I think I said binary. You said non. I so was implying that was it. What else are you going to say? A non-sardine eating peacock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just start again. This yeah. is great. Ready? There. Once. Was. A. Peacock. Called. Rev. <laughs> like the milk. But keep going. <laughs> now remember this. She. Was. Not. A. Small bird, but a happy bird. One day she thought, Hey, what am I doing here? This is not my world. How did I get here? Because there is so much more cheese back there. The? Pardon? The? (laughs) Pardon wasn't my word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, actually. I just imagine just going, 
hearing the pardon, the pardon. No, pardon's the word, you idiot. Ah, uh, available at all good bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> and all terrible, but actually no, no good bookstores. <laughs> Will not be available. How's this going? Does the game normally go much better great. than this? Or? Look, I don't know what it's how enjoyable it is for the listeners, but I'm feeling really good. I can hear them laughing. Is I can it? hear them going. Oh, hey, oh, I don't know about you, but I want to find out more about this Peacock's Adventures. Okay, we can keep going. I, I just I wasn't sure about the momentum yet, but okay. yeah, we can keep I, going I'm, for sure. I'm, you are better than me at this. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no one is better at, than anyone at this game. Um, Don't lie to me, Jackson. So there were, we, we got up to there was more cheese back there. Was it cheese? Yeah, there were more. Che- there was more cheese back there. There was much more cheese back there. Yeah. Do you want to go? Is it me? Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the peacock said, "G cheese is good, but it is stringy, and I think." That we shouldn't be eating cheese all day. <laughs> so here, retrospectively, I think that cheese needs not <laughs> be here ever again. And I feel I'm angry. And sad at all. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where I can go with this. <laughs> um, I'm, I feel sangry. <laughs> sangry is a word that needs to exist. I feel angry and sad at all. Yeah. Is that what we've got? Yeah. Um, and I feel like I feel angry and sad at all costs. <laughs> can I say that? Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. It's a great word. Is offensive to other people. And I'm so not cool with cheese anymore. <laughs> The character progression of that peacock <laughs> was facet. That was like a modern day to be or not to be. <laughs> we began with this peacock that was the obsessed with cheese tablet. and we ended up with a peacock that just had no time for cheese in its world. <laughs> it just was so angry and so and sad about the cheese. I'm really going to be thinking about this for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for something we don't know what just yet. I thought we could have just kept going on about cheese and then I... But then I, I felt like we got a lot of joy out of it already. We did. <laughs> How are you guys going? Yeah. They, they can't speak. Yeah, exactly. Just enjoy it. It's a very one-sided relationship. <laughs> um, it's been so cool to have you on the show today, Jackson. Thank you so much for coming. No, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a blast. Wicked. Can we give you a plug for anything? Where, where can our listeners go if they want to watch some of the theatre stuff that you do in the future or be a follower or be a fan of yours or anything? 
anything oh, like that. Ah, uh, well, I'm in the the wonderful stage at the moment of unemployment in the industry, so that's great. Oh. Uh, so a job. So a job would be nice. Yeah, I love anyone those. who wants to hire me, yeah. do it. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love you forever. Do um, it. So yeah, uh, that or yeah, jump on the Insta Jack Mac Ten. J-A-C-M-A-C-1-0. That's where to go. Do it. That's where all the people are going. That's That's how I found you. All of them. That's where they all go. And and Facebook? Are you on Facebook? Uh, uh, No, I'm not. No, sorry. Anti-Facebook? Oh, my God. That's such a downer to bring at the end of the – I'm not anti-Facebook. I'm so upset. I'm almost as upset as I am about the cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more upset that I don't have more cheese in my life, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that peacock sounds like he's trying to offload some – she, sorry. It was definitely oh, a female peacock. Was. We said she. Yeah, we definitely clarified that. I'm What's so your favourite cheese? Favourite cheese in what context? Like oh. it, on a sandwich or I like mean, with biscuits? Do you biscuits? need quince paste to decide? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I cracked myself up. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, it cracked me up too. That wasn't a wow in response to your reaction. Because, yeah, I probably do, to be honest. Quince paste makes a difference. To, to every cheese? Most cheese. Like what if you're having a ham cheese toasty? I don't think quince Yum. really fits in that context. Oh, put quince in ah, there. Oh, no, too much. What too cheese much. would you go for? On a on a toasty? Yeah. I'm a bit boring. I'll just go cheddar or Swiss. Mm. Would you do the combo if you could? Absolutely. Would you Absolutely. do unlimited combinations of cheese in a sandwich? It can't be could? unlimited. That's a lot of variety. <laughs> it's too much cheese. And the peacocks taught me too much today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've learned too much. I'm just dreaming about cheese now. That would... Yeah, ultimate cheese toasty. <laughs> Just joking to death. I'm probably I'm I'm a fan of blue. Too much, too much for me. Too strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't handle it. Yeah, there's a reason we don't eat other mold. Like, you like you don't eat blue bread. Mold belongs in the bathroom. <laughs> Even then, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, on that note, I hope you all go out and eat some cheese today. Um, or don't. That's that's cool. Um, it's been great to have you on the show, Jackson. Woo! Woo. Yay! Thank you, Dottie. Thank you so much. And we'll s- <laughs> yeah, we'll just let that play out. We'll just let him settle down. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's exciting. It's an ex- exciting day of the week. Um, <clears throat> thank you for coming on the show and Thank you for listening in, guys. I'm looking forward to having you listen in again next week. Have a groovy one. Um, Hashtag real life clown. If you do anything stupid, I want to know about it. Bye. So what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your Castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zainzi Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.